I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. Chargers win impressively. They're at the top of the AFC West. Raiders were undefeated. They lost, and they lost against the spread. Now, undefeated, the only team left, Arizona. But they're not the favorite to win the Super Bowl. That's Tampa Bay. They're the favorite. But they're not considered the best team by Vegas. We'll tell you who that is. Yankees, Red Sox, couple of hours from now. Yankees on the road. Wild card game. Favored minus 125. Here comes a four-hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. It's the aftermath of the aftermath, this one of Monday Night Football. Chargers look good. I like the Raiders in this one. 3-2 and two we finished in the Super Contest, so a nice winning week, but it, I like 4-1. and one. Personally, better than three and two. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. All right. He is the fan who beats the man. And by the way, we didn't even talk about it yesterday, AJ Hoffman. You had a nice, sweet total winner in that Georgia game under the total. It looked easy on uh, Saturday. You gave it right here on Friday. Every Friday, as Jonas called it, pick Palooza is picks, picks, and more picks. Well, I knew Arkansas was going to score zero, so it made it really easy to take the under. Really? If you knew oh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we might have had a few other bets we could have done. That's how we beat the man, RJ. <laughs> and, uh, it, is, it is great to be here. On a day where we saw the Chargers knock the Raiders from the ranks of the unbeaten, we get a, a wild card matchup tonight between the Yanks and the Red Sox. And Urban Meyer finds himself in a bit of a tricky spot. What is the Vegas lead? Ooh, I want to talk about Urban Meyer, but I promise we're going to get to that. <laughs> Monday Night Football, but specifically, how good are the Chargers? I, it's, listen, the, the Chargers, they could jump out to a 21-0 halftime lead. They hold off the Raiders 28-21, covering all numbers. I think the Chargers are really something. And I talked last week after they, they lost to the Cowboys. I said I thought they should have won that game or two weeks ago. I, I think the Chargers could be 4-0 and right now, and we'd be talking about them as maybe one of the best teams. And I think this Brandon Staley's on to something. Yeah, so let's let's keep in mind Staley and the reality of his situation. Two years ago, he had never been a coordinator in the NFL. All right, So he was plucked at a very young age relative to the job by a young coach, and McVay made the coordinator. Within that season, from him being an unknown to being a coordinator to being one of the leading head co- coaching candidates, and that is a fast rise. That's the kind of rise you would never, ever, ever, never see 20 years ago. 
In fact, I was doing a little reading on Belichick. You know, Belichick is the only coach in NFL history to be a head coach for over 20 years and be an assistant for over 20 years. So think about this. The man they call the genius, it took him 20 – well, he got a head job at Cleveland. Then he had four more years as an assistant after that. So 20-plus years as an assistant. And Staley is probably – in fact, the odd, I don't know, maybe at the end it might be a Wade Phillips when he's 60 or whatever. But most likely won't ever be an assistant again and was an assistant for a handful of years. Is that just society doesn't care about experience anymore? I don't think it's that. I think it's with technology today. And in poker, there was a lot of talk of this, that Doyle Brunson could play, you know, X thousands of hands in a year. But a young kid with a computer simulation could play that many hands in a weekend. And thus, you could learn at a much faster pace. I think the technology today allows people to learn in certain fields so much. I mean, think about just looking at film. Back in the day, you had to splice up the film with a razor and like the physical film. Now they they tag every play. You can show me say show me every play last year for the Dolphins with Fitzpatrick as the quarterback in which they were losing the game and it was third down. Like tap 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 and. You'd see a list of those plays, and you could tap it and watch any one of them. I mean, it's incomprehensible what you can do with the technology today compared to 20, 30 years ago and and even further back, and thus the youth have an advantage. One, they're more inclined to use the technology, and two, the time it takes to get the experience is less than it was back in the day, where it doesn't matter how hard you worked, it took X years before now, it could take you months to do the same amount. I'm not saying experience doesn't matter. I'm saying it matters less than ever, and that's why we see so many young coaches. And Staley is at the top of the class as as one of the best and uh, of the young coaches. Let me ask you, AJ, what is it about Staley that you like from a distance? I like that he is following the the uh, analytics that say be aggressive. Uh, Maybe be too aggressive. aggressive Maybe sometimes. too aggressive, but I, I I'm kind of enjoying watching it. I think that he's he's making some ballsy calls, and I, I guess as long as they're working out, we'll be like, wow, this is great. Eventually, he'll do one that'll cost him, and we'll go, what is this guy thinking? But while it's working, it's easy to sit back and go, man, this guy's really onto something. And maybe they are, right? And, and, and I think generally the direction of less conservative, more aggressive is correct. And it's funny, as we gain more distance from that Philadelphia-New England Super Bowl, we got to give Peterson some credit here. We always talk about if you're the underdog, you want to play high variance. You want to do a situation where you uh, maybe you lose by a lot more, but you have a chance to win. You want to be high variance. You want randomness. You want extremes because you need it to win. Philly kept rolling 7, 11, 7, 11, and they barely won, but they won. And if they would have been conservative, how good Brady played that game, I don't think the Eagles would have had a chance to win. Old school coaching would have never won that game. And Peterson deserves a lot of credit. for it. They could have lost by 30, but it was high risk, high variance. I, I, I think to the Tampa Bay New England game, that felt like it was in a time machine. Now the question is, and here's the question, how many other than Peterson – of these high-variance coaches, of these, let's say, analytically forward-thinking, aggressive, 
how many of them have won a Super Bowl? None. Right? I don't think. I mean, I guess we could. Well, Peterson being the one, but the exception of that. So is that just a matter of they haven't been around long enough? And, hey, uh, obviously Shanahan, who you wouldn't put at the forefront of that category as high or high um, aggressiveness. He's more aggressive than an old school coach, but he's not amongst the most aggressive. But if we bucketed him with the young Turks, he could have won one. But maybe that's the whole point, right, is he didn't win one for a reason. Maybe Andy Reid's more conservative Though Andy Reid used to be the most aggressive of the old school. So it's a spectrum, no doubt. And we can be arbitrary about where the buckets are. But in general, the the, the guys like Andy Reid, Belichick, you know, obviously that with Tampa Bay is you've got, you know, I don't know, is Brady the coach, Arians? But <laughs> either way, you've got old school thinking. If you look at that game when New England tried the 56-yard field goal, uh, now, listen, the, the next-gen stats said it was a horrible play, and I think it was ESPN said it was a good call. So there was some, uh, there was some disparity in what was the right call on that 56-yard field goal. But just in general, they were punting, and, and, and it felt like a game from 20 years ago. And I just don't know if that's a disadvantage or is that the way you win a Super Bowl? That, yeah, maybe on a, a stray game on a Sunday, you go for it on fourth and nine, and that's the right move. Or maybe it's not, but who cares? It, the, is a team going to win a Super Bowl more likely that way or more likely like Belichick coaches, AJ? It seems more likely like Belichick coaches because that's been history, but it, we're, all these new coaches, all these the young breed of coaches are getting most of them are in their first NFL job. So... But they does that make it less likely for them to win a Super Bowl? Uh, it means that they they had to start from scratch, where more of the, the the more established head coaches like like the Belichicks had you know their their teams in place. Oh BS! Wait a minute. What what head coach is ever replaced when the team's good? Oh well, that's what I'm saying. I, so all, all these guys coaches, are going all, into. But so Belichick didn't start with the team in place. No 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 no. I meant more, more recently is what I meant. Yeah. So what you're saying is to get good enough to make the Super Bowl, it takes time it because does. usually a new coach is going to a young coach is going to come into a bad situation. Though right. let's be candid, um, uh, the Chargers were the best new situation you could imagine, right? This is a team that was should have won double digits probably last year, had a lot of talent, had some injuries, had some questionable coaching. And now if you're a young coach, that's one of the places you'd want to go to. And maybe that's interesting that, you know, Stanley got that job. We are straight out of Vegas. I think it's something we certainly want to look at moving forward is the Twitter people are going to always say go for it. The people that once took three math classes in college are going to think they're math people. And, and I'm not a math person by the level of a Ph.D. I try to think in numbers. I have a finance degree. But that's just another level below a guys with Ph.D.s and guys that win Nobel Prizes. There's these stratas of people. But a lot of people who kind of can claim to be part of the intelligentsia, part of the, you know, uh, the educated class are going to love what the educated people do, though oftentimes they don't understand what they're doing. And I don't understand some of this math either. And to be honest, as much as I love knowledge and I love to learn, I, you know, I guess I feel like we want to know things we don't know sometimes, meaning 
that that we want to think we know them, but we don't. Every major financial crisis we've had the last 25 years in the world has been driven by models that were incorrect. And it's like the companies that made billions of dollars off those models then went bankrupt off those models. It's like they can work for a long time and still be wrong. And I just think one of the beauties of football, the NFL, is that there isn't enough games. If they played 160 games a year, like baseball, 162, football would be solved. Because you know what? Baseball is pretty much a solved sport. There's no real dispute about how to play optimally. You can choose to play that way or not. But in baseball, 95-plus percent of it is figured out. In football, it's not. And to me, that's what makes it fascinating. When a guy with 30 years of experience could be right over the guy with the supercomputer, that interests me. If it's a situation where the supercomputer is going to be right every time, then that's boring. It's like you either have a computer or you don't, or you know how to use the computer or you don't. Here, Belichick's using one thing, Staley's using another, Arians is using another, and you know what? Lately, the supercomputer hasn't been winning. We're straight out of Vegas. Mackenzie, you're a young buck, Yale graduate. You're part of the intelligentsia, at least you claim. Where do you <laughs> fall on this spectrum? Well, I remember playing Madden with my cousin, Kyle Shanahan. You may have heard of him. <laughs> and there was no question about it. You go for it on fourth down. Was this, the one, time, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was this the one time you were ever alone in a room with him? <laughs> uh, well, it was one of a handful of times. Okay, okay. Uh, you go for it on fourth down. Third and nine, how can I get eight yards so that I have a better fourth, fourth down opportunity? So, so what you're saying is Cousin Kyle saw how you played Madden and it informed his coaching. <laughs> That's what it's done. I mean, I did win that particular game, so yeah. I guess. And you remember that. AJ, oh, what do you think? Oh, my God, yes. You know, RJ, I, I've kind of changed over time, too, because I remember when this was in 2018, Frank Reich's first year as a head coach, he was playing the Texans, and they ended up going for it on fourth and four or fourth and five in overtime instead of kicking a long field goal because they didn't want to give the ball back to the Texans and it's, it, they didn't get it on fourth down the Texans got the ball and, and scored and I was like what a dope why why do you not kick that field goal there but then it, it, like so at the time I thought it was really dumb and now I'm I'm leaning more towards this aggressive style of, of go for it improve your odds so are you gonna go back and apologize to all the people to that Frank you, Reich that, yeah that you <laughs> lambasted I don't think Frank Reich will take my call, but I, I mean, I guess I'll use this opportunity to publicly apologize to Frank Reich. That was a good call, Frank. You, uh, it didn't work out that time, but the odds were in your favor. And maybe, AJ, there's a lesson here. Like, I want the Lever to Beaver, like, kind of music where the dads teach. Is maybe there's a lesson here, AJ, young age. <laughs> there you go. A little Andy, go to the fishing pond, but don't take too many fish because then there won't be any fish. But but here, here is my point. We're straight out of Vegas is when someone really smart does something we disagree with people that immediately say idiot it's probably not right it's probably he's considering something he or she that you're not doesn't mean they're even right it means they're doing it for a reason there's a reason now listen there's some people that just have proven they don't have reasons for what they do and we make fun of them for a while then they don't have a job and then they're gone but in general if a guy lasts he usually has a reason to do it 
And I, it doesn't mean he's right, but we should at least consider that reason or how in the heck do we analyze what's happening. All right, let's take our first break. We're going to dig deeper into this game. And then, and I think this is fascinating, Tampa is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Arizona is the last undefeated team. Vegas actually thinks, Fezzik thinks, that neither of them are the best team. We'll tell you who that is. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens gonna fall. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're gonna take a look at the differing opinions on who the best team in the NFL is now. What does Vegas have to say? That's what we'll tell you. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. That's what you've had to say. Last year plus, thank you for the support. Keep spreading the word. We'll keep working extra hard to deliver winners and laughter. You can listen to us on 225 stations, coast to coast. If you don't know the station in your area, just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can find out, and you can listen to the stream of all the shows right up there. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 79 degrees, the neon is flowing. So, RJ, let's take a look at the Super Bowl odds compared to Steve Fezzik of Pregame.com's power rankings. All right, but uh, let's, let's start with the Chargers, though, right? Okay. Because that was the team that obviously looked really good last night. Offense, defense, and, you know, I, we don't want to dismiss the Raiders, the local team, just because they're 3-1, and one, though it's interesting. They were the second-to-last undefeated team in the entire league. And now if you look at the FPI, the projections from ESPN, they have the the worst chance to win the West. So, uh, Mackenzie, do you have the division odds in front of you? Yeah, Vegas agrees. They have the worst chance to win the AFC West. Raiders 6-1. Ooh, read the other three. Chiefs minus 105. The Chargers second plus 260. Then the Broncos 5-1. Raiders again 6-1. Boy, that if you like the Chargers like you claim, claim, AJ, that should look juicy. <laughs> you think think about this. You think Denver's overrated. I do. You think the Raiders are whatever. And you hate Mahomes personally. Oh, wait, I, don't I don't hate know. Mahomes personally. <laughs> I hate the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs. You certainly. think it's the worst defense in twenty years? It, I, I think it's the, it, I think it might be the worst in the NFL today. Okay, so what we're saying is a team that you think is great. You have a Herbert Ball or a, what's that? Well, you have the post, like the life size picture. Yeah, that's in the office right now. Yeah, so you got Herbert. You have a thing for, and then it's like you you think the worst defense is Kansas City. You think Denver's overrated. You hate Teddy Bridgewater, and the Raiders are ah. Uh. So what? I mean, is this the is this a best bet? What are my odds again right now, uh, McKenzie? Plus two sixty. What? what, You should have. If I would have asked, here's what's funny though. If I would have asked you, and you didn't see the odds, what are the odds of the Chargers winning the division? You would have said, oh, you know, I think them and KC's about even. I wouldn't have thought that. They've got the same record, and Kansas City was, I mean, projected at the beginning of the season to same record. What are you talking Chiefs about? Chiefs are two and two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Chiefs are two and two. We're oh. talking NFL 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm. 
Yeah, I, I guess this I would have thought fascinating. Like, fascinating. I would have thought radio. three to one, three fifty. I don't know. I, it, it, but wow. it, that is interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Your thought would have been that the team, the Chargers, would have been plus three fifty to win the division. I would have so thought three hundred or three fifty. Plus three hundred. See, I can see why no one can possibly make a deal with you. Like you have a, let's say you had a car that was twenty thousand blue book. You'd be like thirty five. You know, it's like, well, it says 20. Yeah, yeah, there's a difference. 35. It's just like you've got this universe <laughs> in your mind that is disconnected from reality. Think about it. If you had three or if every team were the same in the division, they'd be plus 300, right? Plus 300, plus 300, plus 300, and then one team would win, and that's there'd be no VIG in that case. So you literally are saying <laughs> – you're literally saying that you think the Chargers are an average team in the West even though they've got a, a, a game lead on Kansas City. Yeah, I, I guess I, my math was off. I'm not Fezzik, mind you. Yeah, well, well, yeah. So <laughs> we're straight out of Vegas. Um, I like that. Well, uh, yeah. So if you look at the Raiders, what was it? I mean, listen, they had some coin toss games, and they won those. So the Raiders could easily be one and three right now. So we don't want to overreact to the record. Is it that simple? Is it just the Raiders aren't that good? Or did uh, the Chargers do something specific in the game? Well, the Chargers did something specific to Derek Carr. And I think they, they were able to get pressure without blitzing against Derek Carr. And that gave him a lot of problems. Bosa won his matchup all night. And they were in the backfield all night. And Derek Carr just struggles with that. And, and Bosa's postgame press conference uh, where he basically said, we knew that he would turtle up into a ball once we put some pressure on him. I mean, it's, it was kind of telling. And that's, Derek, Derek Carr looked the least comfortable he's looked all year and this is a guy who people were talking about as maybe an MVP candidate coming into this week and now all of a sudden it's like oof that's that's a bad showing so I think the Chargers whether they had the right scheme for it I don't know if that that was the case but they certainly won their matchups up front and made life hard on Derek Carr I think that's very insightful eye test stuff AJ Hoffman I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas okay let's look at Fezzik's power rankings Mackenzie, read the teams in order from best to the Chargers, and then we're going to see which teams that uh, AJ thinks are not as good as the Chargers that Fezzik has ahead of them. Number one, Buffalo Bills. Number two, the Chiefs. The best team in the NFL is the Buffalo Bills, Fezzik says. Go ahead. Number two, the Chiefs. Number three, the Bucks. Number four, the Rams. Number five, the Browns. Number six, the Ravens. Seven Cardinals, number eight, the Green Bay Packers, and the Chargers are Fezzik's ninth team. I, I think five, six, seven, and eight are all in that questionable range of whether or not the Chargers should be ahead of them. So Baltimore, Cleveland, Arizona, and Green Bay. I, I think the Chargers are right there with those teams at, at worst. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right there with? That, that doesn't tell me anything. Okay, I'll go on a, I'll, neutral, yeah, on a neutral field. I'll even, take Chargers over the over the Browns. I'll take Chargers over the Ravens. This like right now, the Ravens. I'll take the Chargers. Uh, and that's because of the Ravens injuries. Yes. And the other Green Bay, you wouldn't. Green Bay, I, I don't think I would. Air, you know what, Arizona, I would too. All right. So you got then if you move up the Chargers three spots is where you think they should be, which would be what sixth. Is that right, McKenzie? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. 
how much of this is Herbert and his potential? I think that's something that a lot of people get caught up in. They look at it. He's statuesque. He's armed. You know, it's, it's Moneyball the movie. He's got a hot girlfriend. I don't know what Herbert's girlfriend's like, or if he's married, I don't know anything about it. But what we know is we all, as guys, tend to dream on uh, the idea of, oh, if I was 6'4", if I, you know, I'd play in the NBA, I'd be a quarterback. How much are we loving the, the, the characteristics, the intan- or not the intangibles, but the measurables of Herbert instead of the reality of what he is right now? Do you think I there's think any like- of that? Absolutely. I think, like you say, we, we see potential and we fall in love with it. And I think it's the same reason Josh Allen and the Bills are number one in Fezzik's power rankings. I, I think that we so see. You're, you're like, saying Fezzik's biased? Uh, no, I'm just saying. I think, just in general, that's our that's p- the perception of humans are. We but see human, how that's great. That's the reason humans don't make a living predicting the future. That only a rare group does that and they are the ones that should be able to avoid the biases now it doesn't mean Fezzik doesn't have any biases it means that he works very hard he's in the top one tenth of one percent of not having them and he also works really hard not to have them I'm not saying he doesn't have them in this case I don't know I think it's probably more and we'll talk to him tomorrow and have some tape on it is that's a good one for tomorrow's show is You know, the defense is what's surprising about the Bills. This defense, remember, prior to 2020, the Bills had a decent offense and a good defense. And the the couple years, you know, prior. Is last year they had a great offense and a below average defense. This year the defense seems to be back to where it was. And the offense isn't quite where it was last year, but it's right there. So it's like if you take last year's Bills – Take away 10% of the offense, add 30% to the defense. That's what you got this year. And I think that team, if that holds up on defense, is better. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, it does sound right. They, uh, they're they allowing 11 points per game so far. So the defense has been salty. They used both their, their first two draft picks on pass rush. They made a commitment in the offseason to improving on defense, and it's it's paying off for them. Yeah, and when you say commitment, you mean like with some of the resources for who they yes. brought in, et cetera. I'd say, Jay Hoffman, we are straight out of Vegas. So let's go back to the charges. You're saying, yeah, potential is something humans are biased by. As you try to gain perspective on your own assessment, do you think you have the charges too highly ranked? No, I don't. And really, a lot of it is potential, but I, a lot of it is what you saw Justin Herbert do just last night. Like he's he's already very very good. Is is he a, a guy that can win the Super Bowl? That's been a pretty tight group, so it's hard to say. But I think he's. I think if he's not there, I think he's getting there at some point this year. I think he is the kind of guy that I I, I think we'll be talking about winning Super Bowls eventually. Yeah, I. That's an interesting concept. I think he's right there. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Is he good enough to, meaning right now, is he good enough to take a team on his back to the Super Bowl? No. But, but this but he, offensive he, line he, is not the reason that they wouldn't win a Super Bowl. No, he's certainly not that. This offensive line, which was kind of our big question on the Chargers coming into the season, because they, they basically revamped the whole thing, they've gelled really well. And they've been way better early than I think any of us could have expected. They've got great pass-catching weapons. Austin Eckler, if he can stay healthy, uh, is, is one of the better running backs in the league. They, they've got a lot in place to be very good. And they've got some guys on defense and 
Bosa and Derwin James. They've got playmakers on defense. They've got everything in place. And if, they, if their coaching is what it's looked like so far, they, they could be a dark horse. This is a team that if somehow you could get three to one odds on to win a 14 division, <laughs> you'd have a, a pretty decent bet. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You want to reevaluate that one? Yes, I do want to reevaluate it. But do you see how you always want like the best of it times three? RJ, who do you think I learned that from? No, but see, that's the thing. You didn't learn the right lesson. Is, <laughs> is You want to get the best of it within the range of seeming like you're being serious. You want to make a deal. You've you, won bets off Fezzik that were impossible for him to win. But that was his ignorance. That was he, <laughs> he thought, or I don't know if that's right. Well, he was uninformed. It's like in Casablanca, right? When he says, uh, I'm here for the hot springs. And it's like, well, it's a desert. He goes, I was misinformed. And sometimes. <laughs> You just got the wrong information. And listen, Fezzik's gotten me on plenty. Don't worry. We are straight. I've gotten him on a few more, but I'm not sure. This year it's kind of reversing. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay. Let's move. Let's talk about the best teams one more second. So if you look at that list, what I find fascinating is no team except Arizona has not had a real question mark game. I mean, let's go down the list again. Now, the Bills, you could say they haven't, but that'd be crazy because Pittsburgh, who now looks like crap. If all we knew was, if somehow the Bills had all their games canceled after the first one but, or delayed, postponed, but Pittsburgh had played the next three, how bad would the Bills look right now? You would say Pittsburgh's lost three in a row. They've gotten beat badly by the Bengals, by the Pack. You know, you go tick down the list. And... The Bills got dominated by the Steelers. Like, the Bills would look like they're like the 25th best team. It goes to show you, you can't take one game and overreact, even if it's the first game. But if we accept the Bills look like crap in week one, they have a big question mark because of that. Arizona doesn't have a question mark, so let's set them aside. All right, McKenzie, Tampa Bay, obviously, question mark against the Rams. They got dominated. Kansas City has, A.J., two losses, two. Two. I mean, that is not good in four games for a favorite to win the Super Bowl. So who else is on the list ahead uh, of the A-list? Uh, the, the Rams, who right, just Rams, had their question mark. Big question mark. Continue. Green Bay. All right. Uh, obviously, week one, big question mark. Baltimore. Um, that's interesting. So Baltimore had the Raiders game that was a coin flip, and then they've won every other game, right? They had the, the they, 66-yard they the field goal, they dominated yeah. Denver, and then they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But so, you could also say that, that the Detroit game is maybe a red flag as well. But that's a, that's a sandwich spot. When you win the game, you can say that wasn't perfect, but it's hard, you, know, you win the game, you win the game. I mean, I, I don't think you upgrade them for that. Let's just say this. That's the most modest question mark there is on the list so far. That's fair. And it's a natural down spot, too. All right, so this is what we'll do. We're going to go over the rest of the teams at the very top and really wonder – Is there any team without a question mark after only four games? Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is Straight Out of Vegas. The I tell you, the thing about Mr. Dan Byer, he's succinct. 
it's like if there's a lot of news, he'll hit you with a lot of news, and he'll he'll pick up his pace. He doesn't have the flourishes. <laughs> but then when there's not a lot of news, he'll let the music breathe behind him, and he'll give you the good stuff. And then it's like there's nothing better than having something go a little less than a little more. Everything's always a little more. Like me giving him this compliment is probably a sentence too long right now, but it's nice <laughs> that Dan Byer does it. I his think it's way. warranted. He's a pro. He he's the pro, a pro's pro. Dan, are you going to say anything? He's already he's already gone for the day. He's no, checked out. Uh, you know, he's our, out of here. Hey, hey, sometimes I know RJ gets a little lenient with the clock a little bit, so I know I got to speed it up because you guys got more to get to. <laughs> well, listen, there's always more show with Straight out of Vegas, baby. <laughs> That's true. Very uh, true. All right, so let's take our final break. When we come back, I wanna, we're going to go over the last of the teams and the question marks around the best. But this Urban Meyer thing. Oftentimes, behind the scenes, there's a truth that doesn't get out. But if you know how to read what's happening, you can kind of figure that truth out. I think there's a truth in Jacksonville that's not being explicitly discussed. That and more coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Powell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's finish up what we were discussing before the break, the, the weak spots that we've seen from these teams so far in the top ten. Yeah, and every one of them pretty much has one. Uh, Cleveland, obviously they lost the game against Kansas City. Only one of two teams to lose to Kansas City. (laughs) And I also think something to look for with Cleveland, the defense has done better than we expected. The offense has done worse. And some of the scores haven't shown that. But... Really, there's been three games that have not been above average. So we can call them average. We can call them below average this week, I think, maybe. Even though Cleveland won and against Minnesota, is Baker Mayfield has not been playing well. And if the defense gets better and stays where they are, so better from last year, but let's say stays where they are this year, and Cleveland's offense is more like last year, This is a team that can win the Super Bowl. Cleveland Browns can win the Super Bowl if the defense stays the level it is this year and the offense returns the last year's level. With OG or OJB back. OBJ. OBJ. Why am I? Yeah, I was thinking that's wrong. OBJ, Odell Beckham back, Jr., is that should help. He's one of the top, I don't know, let's not be too out of date and act like he's one of the five best playmakers, but he's certainly one of the 20 best playmakers in football right now is that should help a lot. That's what you pay like 15 million for. He's not helping a lot. It it seems like in general, OBJ has been problematic uh, to that offense. And there's been speculation that he wants the ball so much. Maybe Baker's not spreading around the way he wants, but he feels like he's got to force him. To the OBJ, I don't know, but keep an eye on the Browns. Their record—it's easy to say they've won most games easily, and then they lost a close one. They should have won to Kansas City. That's a fair way to say it. I don't yep. think it's accurate though. Now we've got Arizona, 
who has been the most dominant. In a way, if Arizona was the Super Bowl favorites coming in, if that if Kansas City had played like Arizona, Kansas City would be like plus two fifty right now. They'd yeah. s- s- you agree with that? Such a big I- favorite. I agree. I will say Arizona did. I mean, it was a 34-yard missed field goal by the Vikings at the end of the game, or, or they lose that game to the Vikings, who don't look very good right well, now. Well, I disagree with that. You don't think the Vikings look very – I mean, if you, if anyone has the Vikings worse than 16, I, I can't understand. What's, what's Fezzik got the Vikings? Fezzik has them 18. Super Bowl odds have them 17. All right. So they're right there at average. So if average is not very good – first of all, keep, the, keep in mind, when you're 1-3 – and your Super Bowl odds are 17. That means you're, yeah. you're much you're much better than that because because Super Bowl odds are both how good you are and the mathematical reality of your record, right? You can be the best team in the league, but if you're 0 and 9, your Super Bowl odds are not good. That could be my Minnesota plus two ticket from this weekend talking. No, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I like Minnesota too. Uh, and again, I think in hindsight, Stefanski understood that offense. And if anything, Minnesota's defense playing that well is shot. If I would have told you Browns are putting up fourteen, I would have felt more? really, really good. Yeah, I think you're. T- you might have had three, four hundred on that game. <laughs> I mean, if they like, I'm going, wow. Now, AJ is a, a conservative batter. I think it's fair to say. You don't want anyone stopping your, like, you want to get your hors d'oeuvres at the restaurant. You don't want to have to not order dessert because you lost that's, the bat. That's my style. Exactly. That's AJ Hoff, and I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Okay. Arizona, if, if your tough one is a fit, a coin flip against a average, slightly above average team, that's not a bad question mark, right? But the the quality of the opposition otherwise is really bad. But you know what? What's the best thing? No, well, other than that and the Rams, obviously. The best thing that you can do is blow out the teams that you play that aren't good. And that's what they've done, Arizona. And right now, Kyler Murray is the, hmm, let me say it, the favorite to win the MVP. The favorite. Five to one, Kyler Murray. Second, Patrick Mahomes, six to one. Josh Allen, seven to one. Narrative. And then Justin <laughs> Herbert, eight to one. That's Murray, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. You like any of those bets? If you had to bet one of those, AJ, Herbert, right? I, no, you, I, I, I don't want to say it because I think you'll laugh at me, but I might say Josh Allen. And Ooh. while his, his stats haven't been great, and but remember, MVP voting doesn't come down to QBR and things like that. It's all about if, if he's the quarterback of the best team, and I, the Bills look like they may be the best team right now, he's going to get a lot of love for that award. All right, let's shift gears and talk about Urban Meyer. Oh, please. Go ahead. You, <laughs> this, is one, this is one of your like talk radio four hours of this drive is. times takes. All right. And I asked McKenzie how you would feel when I brought this up, but does it feel like maybe this is is something Urban Meyer leaked out there on purpose to try to get fired from this job? God, no. No one wants to be fired. That would put a stink on him. He doesn't get hired somewhere else. Or, I mean, or that he, they end up coming to some resignation agreement. I don't know what it could be. He could do that any time. He could. It just seems like the fact that there's two nine, ten-second clips of the same thing from two different angles, it seems a little fishy to me. That's all. And, and now all the wait, talk wait, about him going to USC. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're in Columbus, Ohio. All right? 
So who are the who are the most like let's go past Michael Jordan and LeBron like anyone that's not one of the five most famous people on earth sports related Urban Meyer is going to be at the to- pretty much at the top of the list of someone if you're out in your high state sweatshirt and you see Urban Meyer you're going to be getting out your camera showing your buddies and that's just a way it's a small I mean it's a relatively small town I went to school at a high state I promise you if the head coach or the four the most famous if Woody Hayes was reincarnated maybe that would get more attention but here's my question and we're running tight on time was the video the same kind of moments from two angles or, or was it two different times it was about the same moments it looked like to me I mean I'm, I'm no Zapruder but that, that's what it looked like to me here's what I'll say for sure is I think what we're seeing right now is a sign of the Jacksonville not being happy with them because they're saying some stuff that's setting up fire in him, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right, dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. If you're missing any today's show, including all those breakdowns from the NFL, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 